All right. Um, wow. Did you, guys, did you guys realize something when we were singing the songs today? Actually, I noticed one thing. In each and every one of those songs, there was one word that was so outstanding. One word. What, which word was it? No. No. <laughs> there was one word that was, you know. No. <laughs> Last one. Mercy. Mercy. The word was mercy. In all those songs we were singing, mercy, mercy, Lord of mercy. And my baby mercy is in the house too. So, I mean, I, the Lord is speaking to me. I believe. You know, so anyway, praise God, church. I would like you to say amen when I say that. Mm-hmm. Praise God, church. Praise God again. Amen. Amen. Today, I'm going to talk to you about something very important, especially during this time of the year. Jesus gives true rest. Now, our main idea comes from that particular verse right there. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, this is where the problem starts. Thank you. All right. So, try to look at some of the definitions of rest that are given out here. So, cease work or movement in order to relax, refresh oneself, or recover strength. That basically leisure time. That's all we're talking about right there, right? Be placed or supported so as to stay in a specified position. That's like when you're seated out there, you know. Or you're, you know, you're supported by a chair, right? And you feel relaxed listening to the sermon. Peace, ease, or refreshment resulting from sleep or the whatever, cessation, 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 of an activity. That's when you're asleep. You know, why am I trying to show, to, you know, look at these three definitions out here? It's because of what I'm going to talk about. And uh, our first reading today comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 11. You know, from verses 25 through to 28. If you're there, please read. If you're there ahead of me, you can read. Matthew 11, 25, 28. You there? Somebody? Okay. Caris. At that time Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden the Son and those whom the Son can reveal. Come to me, 
well, in contrast to the heavy burden of Jewish legalism, you know, in this portion of Scripture, Jesus calls for an open, free, and loyal relationship. And, that, and that's when he says, my yoke. When you carry on, you know, in verse, uh, I think, 29, right there, it says, take my yoke, you know. My yoke is easy. And then which enables you to, to be obedient to the Lord's righteousness, which says, my burden is light. All right? So he is calling us to an open, free, and loyal relationship with him. You know, and as we practice that, you know, it's like we are now taking in, you know, what Jesus calls for us as Christians to do. Now, how do I relate this to finding true rest in Jesus? All right? It is that season for us to go for vacation. You know, it's that season for us to take breaks from work. It is that season for us to take breaks from a lot of things. Okay? And, uh, and so, if you look at what's legal more often than not... Sometimes it becomes you're so used to doing things to the point that if you don't do them, then there's something wrong, right? And so you, 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 get, you get socked up to that thing to the point like you are enslaved to do the things you do. You're no longer free. You're no longer open about your job, maybe. You're no longer open about you know, whatever you feel about something, you're no longer free, but you just got to do it. You come to that point that life itself is a legal act for you. So, when you're in that place, how do you find rest? When life has become a legality, how do you find rest? Some of us find rest in the law. Okay? You want to take rest, you go to your boss, I want to take a break, I think, you know, you are not open for sure, and so you run to the law because it says you need a break in a year, maybe twice, or stuff like that. You run to the, you start coming up with excuses, oh, I'm sick, I'm not going to work. But that's not the real issue right there, you know. Honey, I don't think I can bend down and do the dishes, you know. So something wrong with my back. No, 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 that's not the reason. The reason is maybe she, you know, she wronged you other ways. And so now you're coming out with your own ways of escaping from legalism. That's where most of us are. Our second reading tries to illustrate, you know, how these things sometimes come to place. Luke chapter 24, I'll read from verses 13 through to 35. The Bible says, now behold, amen, I love this word. Two of them were traveling 
that same day to a village called Emmaus, or Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this, is this that you, ha you have with one another as you walk and are served? Then the, word, the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into, into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all the scriptures, the things, all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. I'd like to stop there for a while. You know. This story is of two disciples. This thing is happening after Easter. Alright? Actually, this is Easter. This is Easter. For these guys, this is Easter. What did you guys do over Easter? Had fun, had family, come over, you know made barbecue and stuff like that, rested, <laughs> you know. But look at this story here. We have two amongst the disciples. They were not, um, they were not the among the twelve, but they, they were among the whole battalions of disciples. Now these guys are leaving Jerusalem. And they're going away to some other place. Give me the next slide, please. Verses 14 through to 24 just tries to show how we don't need to give in. Why am I saying we don't need to give in? Giving in is surrendering. You know? So, these guys 
who had earlier on surrendered their lives to Christ to be disciples, to walk with Jesus, now are again surrendering that and walking away going back to their old ways. They're going to Emus. Right? Actually, the name Emus or Emus means hot spring. Alright? So these guys are living, you know, they, they are hopeless. They are tainted. They are worried. They are disappointed of what they had believed. Now you can imagine you living the place that you, you know, you thought was nothing and came to a place where you thought it is something and you've lived to see things evolve that for sure this is it. But there's only one thing that can confirm all those things, and it happens today, the day that you're taking off to go back to your old ways. And saying, until this point, no, I don't believe. What do you think the disciples wanted to see? I don't know. I don't know what they wanted to see because the women came and told them. We went out there. We didn't see him. We met the angels. They spoke to us. And this is what they said. These guys are going back. So do never give excuses when you have decided to walk away. And do not plead a special case. Right, guys were going back to their old ways. Hot spring. You know, we're gonna have fun. They're going to indulge again to the things that they had given up on. But remember, Jesus, Jesus is with you even when you go back. He came along, walked amongst them. They couldn't notice him. Actually, the Bible says their eyes were restrained. Something held them back from seeing Jesus. Now, I pick out two things in this story that made them not see Jesus. One is spiritually, God had blocked them from realizing that this is like the man Jesus. You know, so they could, maybe they could see he looked like him, but they could not decipher that this is Jesus Christ. And that's where we are when we choose to go back to our old ways, or when we choose to go back to things that are worldly, when we choose to go back to things like that, 
you know, it's not because we cannot see Jesus. We can, but we have decided that this is what we're going to do. You know, the other thing is, apart from the fact that, you know, it's a choice that they made, they were going back, there's also the jealous God. You know, the jealous God doesn't want, he said, do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. The jealous God says, I, the Lord God, who saved you, who took you, from bondage, who took you from Egypt? You know, I, the Lord God, are one. I'm alone. Worship me and nothing else. So when you choose to go back to do things that are not in line with what God wants you to do, He will just watch you do it. And when you give him room to lead you back, oh yes, he will. Oh yes, he will. But you got to make a decision. You got to give him that room. So don't give in. Do not surrender such a great a salvation that the Lord has given unto you. You know. And then verses if you look at verses 25 through 27, basically it's that. You know, when this guy, when Jesus came along and walked with them, look at what Jesus does. He walks along with them. He, Jesus is such a creative young man, you know what I mean? Like he walks with these guys and he like talks to them wanting to know what this why are you leaving Jerusalem? Why are you going back to your old ways? What's wrong? I wanna know. I wanna know. Well, he knew, but he wanted to know as in hear it from themselves. What's your testimony? What are you giving up on? Is it worth living for something else? So these guys start talking about good stuff. They're talking about good stuff. You know what, man? This guy, Jesus, who was he? Who was he? Haven't you had? Aren't you from Jerusalem? Where are you coming from, by the way? Dude, this is it. This was the story out there. Everybody knew it. And everybody's talking about him right now. Actually... This guy just came up this morning, but we guys didn't see him. Some ladies we were with saw him. Actually, they didn't. No, 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 they didn't. They heard from some angels. You know what I'm saying? Angels, man. <laughs> well, these guys are going away. What, what kind of testimony is that? This is something to celebrate about. You're walking away from goodies, man. With some of us, that's how we are. What's your testimony? Um, 
I met the Lord when I was 16, you know, uh, I, was this, I was in this youth group and we used to do drama, we used to, you know, do s- songs, you know, I, I played the guitar, if I can remember, actually I also tried the drums, you know, I did a lot for Christ, actually, we used to go to school ministries, we, high school ministries, we did camps and we led a lot of people to Christ. It's like, you guys led, so it means like you're not doing it anymore or what? Uh, something happened. Something happened. What? Well, I don't. I, I don't think that Jesus thing was really for me. In a movie, that's the climax. That's when people are hoping. You know, that's when that's when people are waiting for Jesus' return for real. Like, damn, you know. What if Jesus comes back at that point of your life? You know, how will he find you? So these guys gave a good testimony, and Jesus was, you know, oh, cool. That, that's okay. I know what's up. You're just disappointed. But there are also those who give bad testimony, you know, when they surrender it. But I love what these guys did. They said good stuff. Husbands, you sit with your friends. You say about your wives. What testimonies do you give away? Men, what testimony? Ladies, what testimonies do you give about your husbands? Or about your friends? Or about your church? Or about your enemy? Do you say, yeah, she, she's a nice lady, you know, I like her. She got a nice car, a nice driveway, and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> Oh, she's a nice lady. I like her. I pray for her, you know. Lord have mercy on her. Is that what you say or you say other stuff? You know, it doesn't matter. It matters how, you know, how would you come back if you were to? Or are you saying this because you are in love? Do you love these people? Do you care? Or for you, and some of us act like the Jesus in the story. You know, we come in, we see people disappointed, we see people who are rejected, we see people who their hopes are tainted and all that. And we come in. How's it going? How's it going, Kara? Like, oh man, and she starts crying a little. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I don't know what I can do, but, but after that, all you go is you go gossip now. Oh, God, tell me this, tell me this. Let's pray for her. And you go on your knees and you press hard, praying for Kara. God doesn't receive that prayer. That's not what he's looking for. You know. Let's look at what Jesus does. Next slide, please. Jesus says, don't give up. He says, don't give up. You know. After Jesus shared with them. So these guys shared all about their struggles. All about what, you know, they believed their tainted hope, 
and all their frustrations, Jesus reminds them of the whole picture. He didn't say, well, I'm Jesus. Now listen, and I'm going to prove it to you that I'm Jesus. No, no, no. Jesus took them back to the Old Testament. He took he revisited everything he had taught them while they were disciples. He did that very nicely to the point where he reminded them again that for that reason Easter had to happen. He had to suffer. You know, because this is what you guys are really looking into for you to indeed believe, then it all began this way, if you've forgotten. And this, I even, I even told you about, and it had to happen. So this is it. Then, Jesus tells them he has to walk away. He has to go farther when they get to Emmaus. He says, I have to go farther. Now, this is the test in their faith for not giving up. Well, I've told you everything. And this had to happen. I'm testing you on it. Those moments come in our lives. You know, when we work so hard for things, we train so hard for something, we invest so much into something, and then a challenging moment comes. And right before our blessing, or right before our investment, you know, happens, at that point, we walk away. Or we give up on the deal. So we never see the harvest. This is that point. When Jesus says, I have to go farther. But these guys passed with flying colors. They never gave up on him. Even at this point, they said to him, abide with us. Actually, Bibles... Bible uses the, the, the word constrained him. They, they constrained him to abide with them. You know, you don't go, man, you know. You know which, where are you going? You, know, you don't have to go. You're a nice guy. You, you, you've been telling us cool stuff. He's not yet come out to be the Jesus. You know, they're looking for, but they want him in. Are you disappointed? Do you feel hopeless? You know, sometimes when we feel hopeless or, or disappointed, we don't want to listen to people. We don't want to listen to advice. We don't want to get out of our comfort zone at that point. What if these guys did that thing? And Jesus walked away. We wouldn't be reading this story. I don't think so. You know. 
So at that point of disappointment, don't give up on people who come to you to spend time with you. Don't give up on people who come to you to give you a little bit of more advice or who come to tell you that, dude, you were wrong. Or you are still wrong. You know, so they make him stay. And this is the best part of all. So, so, so he comes in and now he says, now that you've let me in, you know, let me show you how it's done, right? So they sit down and they ask for, you know, bread and whatever and comes up. Right? And Jesus in his element. You imagine inviting a guest to your house. Okay? And then, once you've served the meal, the guest starts taking your plates or he takes the main course and he wants to break the meal and pray. How would you feel? Dude, that's not the way we do it here. No, we don't even pray here. We just say grace. Well, grace is prayer. You know what I mean? Jesus, in his element, you know, just, they sat down, they served, Jesus broke the bread. And that's when their eyes were opened. It's like, come on, man, this is our guy. Dude, you're awake. You know, and if you know your guy, if you know your guy, there are things that when they do, it doesn't matter what they're covering themselves in or wherever they're hiding at, you can identify them. Could be their voice. Could be their walking style. Could be their smile. Could be a broken tooth. You can identify your guy and some things that they do. And so this was something that, you know, for me, I say, I'd rather have doubts. I'd rather have doubts about Jesus or doubts about Christianity, you know, but not walk away, not give up. I'd rather have my doubts and sit there. You say, you know what? I doubt this, but I'm not going anywhere. You know, and if I was to die today, let me die and go with this doubt. And amen to that. You know, because how? Such a, what if Christianity was a hoax? Let me ask you. What if Christianity was a hoax? What if Christianity was a lie? You know, I'm, I don't know what I would have done if I was this guy's. People who walked with Christ. You know, and believe anything you want, but these guys were right to walk away, I think. They were right to walk away. You know, because 
you can imagine all the pressure that you get from, you know, and you want to be real too. This is a reaction. It's a human reaction. When we want to go to the hot springs, come on. You know, things have been worse than hot on this other side. We'd rather go somewhere hot and cool and enjoy. You know. But when this moment comes for you in your life, go with Christ. Go to the, those hot springs with Christ. And lastly, don't give away. He's in you. Don't give away. He's in you. Now, this story is told when these guys went to Emma's, it was evening. They got there a bit late. They had dinner. You know, and by the time Jesus revealed himself to them, he disappeared. Now, these guys were supposed to reside there. It was late. They didn't stay. They, they got up and ran back all the way to, um, to Jerusalem. And, uh, and the and Bible says that it is like, I don't know, 8, 12 miles or 2 miles, something like that. So late in the night, you can imagine people who were discouraged, hopeless, running all the way back to meet the disciples and tell them their story, that they've seen the Messiah. You know, <laughs> What are you waiting for? To see him? For you to go back and tell others, well, I saw him just like those ladies saw him. Actually, they didn't. They saw the angels. We saw the Christ. Are you waiting for that moment of glory? Such that when you share your testimony, it beats everybody else's for you to believe that Jesus indeed is alive in your life? Is that what you're waiting for? I was there. That's what I wanted. I wanted Jesus to be alive in my life literally. I wanted something to happen you know, maybe I pray for a sick person and they get healed and they testify that to me. Then I run to my pastor and say, you know what? I'm a Christian. I got that healing thing going now. Which one are you waiting for? Okay? Oh, you're on your knees and you, you, you're praying. You're praying for this job interview. I'm going for this job interview. I'm praying that I want her to tell me, the lady the interview. This is what I want to hear. I want to hear that I got the job before I leave the interview room. Not walk away and hear, get a call, phone call that, that you got the job. I want to hear. Then you go and then it doesn't happen and you come back. You no longer believe. Some of us wait for that. If it doesn't happen the way you want it to happen, then God was not in it. You know, are you waiting for a moment of glory? 
in your life for you to testify about Christ. Hmm? Jesus gives true rest. These guys, what they wanted was rest. What sort of rest did these guys want? I talk about rest positionally. Positionally, they were in heaven. Bible says when you accept Christ as Lord and Savior, you know, positionally, you are present in heaven. You know, the challenges you face in the life here, the testing of your faith. And this was a testing of this guy's faith. You know, when this moment, when you are saved, you need to be assured of that salvation. You need to be assured of that salvation. And for you, for you to know that you are, you know, convinced, for you to be convinced of your salvation, you need to be practicing these three things. You know, you don't give in to your old ways. Jesus doesn't have to appear to you literally. You don't have to hear his voice. You know, a preacher doesn't have to come right on your face and say, you know, ma'am, I think your back aches. Duh, I do a lot of work in my house. Sometimes my back got an ache. So you don't have to wait for that moment for a preacher to come and tell you that. You know, this is happening in your life. Don't give in to your old ways. Don't give up on Christ. Don't give up in something that you've put your hands in, believing so very well that this is good. Don't. Don't give up on it. And don't give away. Don't give away witnessing to other people about what the Lord has done in your life. You know, this is one of the things for me as in personally, I practice and it keeps me going. Witnessing. Just share what the Lord has done for you. It will take you miles and miles and miles into deeper relationship with Christ. Because it helps you keep believing. It helps you keep believing. Just share what the Lord has done for you. You know, we are awake. We woke up this morning. Some of us didn't. You know, I can rest my arm while I'm driving. You know, I can rest that arm like that and drive. My... Some of us do not have that arm to rest. But still, they got that rest with the Lord Jesus Christ. Positionally right now, they are in heaven. We got all these challenges. Let's not give up. And there is nothing else for us to give away. There is nothing else for us to give away but share. You know, but share. Share the load. Share your possessions. Share your possessions. Uh, these guys shared. They invited Jesus to, to, to stay with them. They shared with Jesus what they had. You know. I know even when you're hopeless or when you're low in your life, there is something you ha still have that can be shared. And there is something that you still cling to 
that can show that you still believe. What is it? Share it with someone and you see how that's going to sparkle. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you um, for your word. We thank you for salvation, O oh God. and We thank you for you know where we are and you come at me and meet us at that point and you rise our faith anew. I thank you for that. I thank you for you never give up on us and you never give us away to Satan, O oh Lord. But you encourage us. You encourage us, O oh Lord God to keep having faith in you, to keep walking with you, O Lord God, as you guide us through your word each and every new day. And you encourage us to share whatever we have about you. You encourage us to share whatever we have, whether it is material possessions, O Lord God, with others, O God, and include them and help, Lord, reach out. I thank you for that. I thank you for in you we find true rest. And I pray, Lord, for this, this springtime, O oh, Heavenly Father, as we seek rest, O oh, Heavenly Father, I pray that our, let our hearts not be troubled by what's happening around us. You know, I pray, Heavenly Father, that we would enjoy rest, for that's what it is for. Rejuvenate us anew physically, rejuvenate us anew, emotionally, rejuvenate us anew, O oh Lord God, spiritually, and above all else, use us for your own glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.